Pain is a silent epidemic in the United States, affecting an estimated 50 million Americans. The good news is that most chronic pain can be treated effectively. You are listening to ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Susan Dolan, your host, and with me today is Dr. Jacob Teitelbaum. Dr. Teitelbaum has dedicated his career to researching, developing, and teaching about effective treatment for all types of pain. He is a board-certified internist, lectures internationally, is the medical director of the Fibromyalgia and Fatigue Centers based in Dallas, Texas, and the author of Pain-Free 123, a proven program for eliminating chronic pain now. Dr. Teitelbaum, welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. Susan, it's great to be with you. Why do so many Americans suffer chronic pain? Well, it's important to understand, Susan, that pain is not the enemy, even though we treat it as such. People come in, we mostly want to get rid of the pain. But pain is like the flashing red light on your dashboard that says that something desperately needs attention. It's like your body's oil light. And what we find is that we use the acronym SHIN, S-H-I-N, to kind of tell us what the body is looking for. Now, if you have an acute injury, it's pretty obvious. You break a leg, you know it's causing the pain. But if it's a metabolic problem, and again, SHIN stands for sleep. If people are not getting adequate sleep, research shows they will be in pain. Hormonal dysfunctions, inadequate thyroid, even other hormone deficiencies, despite normal blood tests, can cause pain. Infections, inflammation, or impingement, that's the I in SHIN. And then N would be nutritional deficiencies. So when you treat those four key areas, our research has shown that the majority of pain will go away because you've treated the underlying cause. It's like putting oil in the car. You put oil in, the oil light goes away. You treat shin, the pain goes away. What led to your passion for this area? Well, I had fibromyalgia back in 1975. It actually knocked me out of medical school for a year. I've spent the last 30 years researching how to effectively treat fibromyalgia and from there, chronic pain. And a lot of the work that I do is with muscle pain. And what we find is that when muscles don't have enough energy, they get locked in the shortened position. Think rigor mortis, writer's cramp, and then they hurt. So I got to learn on myself what treatments helped my pain go away and which things didn't. And using that information and literally thousands of research studies in the area, uh, we've now developed effective pain protocols, not just for muscle pain, but for arthritis, migraines, and a host of other pain conditions. Was fibromyalgia a recognized diagnosis 30 years ago? No, we didn't even have a name for it back then. I went through what most doctors and what most people with the disease went through, which was they evaluated, they knew there was a viral syndrome, but when the problem persisted, then they went and said, well, maybe you're depressed or whatever, and I actually had to drop out of school for the year, and uh, as I was paying my own way through med school, that left me homeless. So it was a pretty startling experience for me. But it turned out to be a real gift because from that experience, it it gave me the information I needed to help the millions of people get well. And this pain is a major problem. It affects over one out of four adult Americans now have chronic pain that they find to be inadequately treated. And what makes this sad is, in my experience, I've treated over 3,000 chronic pain patients. I can count on, on my two hands the number of people I've not been able to get adequate pain relief. If you know how to treat it, pain of all kinds can be effectively treated, but sadly, they just don't teach us this in medical school. So what I'd like to do today is let our listeners know, again, how you get rid of pain in general. We talked about shin, and we can talk about that in a bit more depth, but then to take individual kind of pains, and I'll give you a quick 
30-second thumbnail vignette on how you get rid of arthritis, disc pain, a host of other things. What is the good news for chronic pain sufferers? The good news is that it is virtually all treatable and usually without narcotics. Uh, a recent story just came out on the Associated Press showing that the that narcotics are just about the fastest family of medications in terms of their growth in the United States. We're now up to prescribing an average of over 300 milligrams a year of narcotics like hydrocodone and oxycodone per person in the United States. And this is really sad. It's, it's a reflection, at least that doctors are starting to realize, we've got to get people pain relief. But what you don't, people don't realize is that you don't need narcotics for most kinds of pain. What's the best way to treat chronic pain? Well, you want to go after the individual cause. If it's muscle pain, which is probably the most common cause of pain in the country and, and, the, and the most inaccurately diagnosed, treating sleep, hormone, infection, nutrition will go ahead and get rid of that. Nice, simple ways for sleep. I like to go naturally first. Melatonin and calcium and magnesium at bedtime are good starts. There are herbal remedies. Uh, my favorite one is called the Revitalizing Sleep Formula, available at most health food stores for day-to-day insomnia. But when it gets more severe, then the medications can be helpful. Ambien, I think, is the safest, most effective. Trazodone, Flexural, there's a host of other ones that can be very helpful. Hormonal support, if the patient has fatigue and muscle pain, even if the thyroid blood tests are normal, give a trial of the uh, desiccated armor thyroid. And I say that instead of Synthroid because people need the T3 component in many of these processes and then adjust it to the dose that feels best for the patient. Do not use the TSH to monitor it. It is inaccurate in many pain conditions. Use the free T4, and if you keep that in the normal range, then you can avoid the osteoporosis and other complications. Uh, so thyroid is the most important hormone. Look for infections, especially sinusitis. And for nutritional support, there's vitamin powders that are outstanding, and people find that that by itself often helps the pain. The product I like is called the Energy Revitalization System by Enzymatic Therapy. We also just published a study using ribose, which is a special sugar. Many different brands, I like Corvalin, but any brand is fine. Five grams, three times a day. Increased energy by 45% in fibromyalgia patients and decreased pain significantly as well. So that's kind of a, an initial basis for pain relief. But say you have arthritis. A simple four-step program can go ahead and eliminate most arthritis it's important to realize that NSAIDs like Motrin cause over 16,500 deaths a year from GI bleeding when used as directed. This is year in and year out. This is a very dangerous set of medications to use unnecessarily, but that information is simply not publicized, and this is out of what the research is showing. And I'm happy to supply the references for any of the statements I'm making here for people who would like them. Instead, what you want to do is a four-step program. One is to heal up the joints. And I like to do this naturally. Glucosamine, in study after study, has been found to be more effective than, or as effective as the medications, and certainly more effective than placebo. MSM and chondroitin, that combination, very effective, but it takes six weeks. Herbal anti-inflammatories, willow bark in head-on studies for back pain, for example, twice as effective as Motrin, as effective as Vioxx for arthritis, but very, very safe. And then you can use Boswellia, dropped arthritis by pain by 90% in one study. And that combination, along with some other herbs, can be found in a product called N-Pain, easy to find. Then you want to go ahead and use physical therapy measures. Heat, they have these kind of beanbag things that people can put in microwaves, and they can wrap those around the joints. And the heat will allow the patient to do range of motion exercises. And interestingly, it's been found that both 
infections, because doxycycline and minocycline have both been shown in repeat studies to be helpful for arthritis, as well as treating food allergies can help with arthritis. So that's kind of a quick way for arthritis. This disease, I have had to send only one person for sciatica uh, for surgery in the last 20 years, because you can almost always eliminate disc pain by simply giving intravenous colchicine. It has to be IV. Do not let the IV infiltrate, but you push it over two to five minutes. And you only give one milligram, not more. And by the sixth dose, it's once a week for six weeks, the sciatica pain will disappear in virtually all of your disc patients. You will be amazed. And this is research now in over 6,000 patients showing that it works in over 75% of cases. If you add IV nutrients like magnesium and B vitamins to that, that success rate goes up over 90%. So you'll see that for each kind of pain, you want to treat the underlying problems. Migraines are easy to prevent, for example. If you look at migraines, do you know that Imitrex is less effective than the old standby of caffeine, aspirin, and Tylenol? And this is in a head-on study. But as physicians, we're not going to hear about it because it's cheap. And we only hear about, by and large, what the drug companies pay for us to hear about at conferences, through our journals, and through our drug reps. So Imitrex is a decent medication for migraines. It's important to know that by the time that the patient has allodynia or sensitivity around the ears or eyes, the Imitrex will no longer work and you need alternative therapies. But what's more important to know is that migraines are easy to prevent naturally. Vitamin B2, 400 milligrams, has been shown to decrease migraines by 68% in double-blind studies. Magnesium, other B vitamins, coenzyme Q10, a host of these things can go ahead and really be powerfully effective at preventing migraine headaches. So these are just some simple tips that I talk about in my Pain-Free 123 book, and all of these are referenced. Dr. Teitelbaum, how do you respond to skeptics who claim that natural remedies are unregulated, unproven, and are ineffective snake oil? Well, the interesting thing is what I usually do is give them a stack of about 10 studies on any topic they want. And what most of them do is say, I don't have time to look at the stuff. And if they don't have time to look at the research, what they're saying is that evidence-based medicine is irrelevant to them. And basically, they have a religious belief, which is what it is. It's not science that only new expensive medications are working. So it's a matter that we have to realize that almost everything we learn, as I mentioned earlier, comes from the drug companies. And they're not bad. They're doing their job, which is to sell expensive new medications. But what the research shows is that older medications and natural remedies are often more effective and usually vastly safer. They're just cheaper. So what I, that's the reason why, if you look at my books, there are hundreds and hundreds of references to scientifically support each statement that I'm making. What is the price tag for untreated pain? Well, the price tag in terms of loss of living your life properly, you have one out of four people with chronic pain. I know if I have a toothache for two days, I'm annoyed as can be. But can you imagine having that for years and going to doctor after doctor with no relief? So the emotional price tag is very high. But you have over $100 billion a year in lost productivity. You have, just looking at Motrin, the cost of hospitalizations to treat the side effects of Motrin is over $3 billion a year. The Motrin, I'm saying all NSAIDs, Motrin family medications. So the cost of treating pain, of not treating pain properly, is devastating in terms of loss of emotional life and loss of making money. But the cost in terms of treating it poorly uh, with the wrong medications is also devastating. What chronic pain cannot be treated? Like I say, when I say that I can count on my fingers how many people I've not been able to get effective pain relief for, there's one young gentleman who had 
paraplegic from an auto accident who had a titanium steel rod going up his back and had horrible nerve pain. I just wasn't able to get him properly relief, proper relief. And one woman who had widespread severe allodynia that anything hurt and we weren't able to get her relief. That's it that comes to mind in over 3,000 patients. And we've treated people who have gone to pain centers. I, I never cease to be amazed how people come from major pain centers, and I go and I do the examination, and the patient says, you're the first doctor who's ever laid a hand on me to examine me. It just boggles the mind. How can you assess pain without doing an examination? So the bottom line is almost all pain can be effectively treated. And that's why I wrote the Pain-Free 123 book. Dr. Teitelbahn, thank you so much for joining us today to discuss chronic pain. You're very welcome, Susan. I'm Susan Dole, and you've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD, XM233, the channel for medical professionals. For comments and questions, send your email to xm at reachmd.com. Thank you for listening.